he said it because of his wet blanket energy. <laughs> unhinged. Hello and welcome to She's All Batch. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Jackie. And we don't care if you're here for the right reasons. We are just happy you're here. So join us as we talk shit about our favorite show. Welcome back, Stephanie. How's your voice? Do a little tune. Show us your pipes of how they're back in action now. It's Clayton's Corner. It's a little Ooh. hoarse. It's no, okay, but it's, it's nowhere near as bad as it was. I literally like, could not speak last week. So yeah, it we was are better. Painful. We are better. Painful to listen to, painful to speak. Um, but we have so much to catch you guys up on. Like going back. So let's go back to where we left off. Yeah. Which was when we actually, we went to an event that was hosted by the JoJo and Jordan. Yes. It was, okay. I'm trying to think where should we even start? Because there's so much to tell you guys about the event. First off, this was our first event being invited like as she's all batch podcast and I just want to say like we started this podcast in October and all of a sudden we're being invited as she's all batch podcast to these events and we were talking to people there and they'd be like oh like what outlet are you guys from and we're like oh we're she's all batch podcast and everyone there was like oh we love you guys you guys are so funny so that just felt really cool and we owe it all to you guys honestly because this really is the little podcast that could that is chugging along and doing things fucking chew the little podcast that could I love that I know. I will say seeing JoJo in person was bad for my mental health. Like, she is a walking She's filter. so beautiful. She really is. Yeah. And the sad thing is we were, you know that filter, guys? I don't know. What's it called? The Bad filter cats. We were I've told everyone about it. So I met up with Stephanie. We're like, first we got a glass of wine, then we went into this event. But of course, we have to take pictures together because it's so rare that we are like in the same place. But the entire time we took a photo, even when we took photos with other people, <laughs> Stephanie's like, no, no, guys, we need to put on the filter by cats. We need to put on the filter bed cats so but jojo doesn't need the filter she really looks like that in real life unreal jordan looks exactly like he does on tv he wasn't that surprising to me like he's cute he doesn't do it for me but he's cute enough i do think they're like the most attractive people i don't most attractive couple i don't get i I do think jordan's hot no i do i get it i think what's not to get he's like tall and handsome yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's the energy. Wet blanket energy. Or, yeah, I don't know. Some kind of energy there. But, you know, he was nice. Um, we also ran into Elizabeth from Clayton yeah. season. And she was really cool. She was there with Brett Vergara, who some people know from, like, his tweets uh, about the show. He was really awesome. He and I have followed each other for a while. So I was like, hi, I'm a She's All Batch. And he's like, oh, hey. So that was funny. Um, Elizabeth was so cool. I actually took photos for her. Like, she wanted to get photos mm-hmm. of herself. So I'm like, I got you, girl. I tried to push the bad cat's filter on her, and she's like, no, I don't want it filtered. I'm like, girl, you're missing out. You are missing out. I know. Not like she needs it, though. She's, like, stunning in person. Very stunning. Um, and I feel like as the night went on, she got more comfortable, like, chatting with us and stuff. Because she actually just moved to New York a few weeks ago. So she was going with Brett, I think just kind of, you know, trying to get her feet wet in the Bachelor New York community. But it was really nice getting to talk to her. And hopefully we see her on the beach. Yeah, well, we did ask her about that. Um, Obviously, we, there's no, like, We can't get a straight answer, yeah. Yeah, she is definitely toying with the idea, but is apprehensive because she knows that ABC can fuck with you. 
And like totally. we always say on, on this podcast, the only way to go is down, apparently, whatever that quote is. And she's aware of that. So she knows if she goes to the beach, they're obviously going to just try to pit her against Shanae again. Well, and she, Especially because she got such a good edit this first time around. The only way to go is down. I know, but she was saying like it was nerve wracking because she had all this stuff going on with Shanae during the show, but like she didn't know if she was going to get a good edit or a bad edit until she actually saw it herself. So it's just like you're putting yourself in a very vulnerable situation. You know what I mean? Oh my God. If I was on this show and I had no clue how they were going to edit me, I would right. be calling that therapist or the <laughs> psychologist or whoever they yeah. offer every single day having like panic attacks because that would fuck with me. So I don't know if she's totally willing to jump back in and put herself through that again, but I feel in my gut she just will. Like, I think she bite will the bullet too. and just do and it. And quite frankly, I think they would pay her pretty decent money because you know they want to bring her back and do Elizabeth Shanae round two mm-hmm. with shrimp galore. Shrimp cocktails everywhere. Right. You know? Yeah, for sure. So, so that was cool. We had the time of our dang lives. Just like. Yeah. Shout out to The Knot because that's what the yeah. event was. It was, <laughs> it to was sponsored prom- by The Knot. Yeah. And it was to promote um, JoJo and Jordan's wedding invitations. Mm-hmm. I was thinking the whole time, though, like, how much fucking money did these two get for this? Because, like... I think a lot. They're easily... I can't even wrap my head around how much money they probably got paid to just partner with The Knot. $250,000. That's what I'm guessing. I have no clue, but I don't think that's out of the realm. I'm like, $250,000 or $500,000. It's not a million. It's not that much. No, this isn't the king and queen. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah, but... Right? I don't know. Don't you think? I, also, disclaimer, this is totally me just making shit up. I don't actually know. But just from hearing, like, you know, what people can get, can get paid for just, like, one Instagram post, given the the following that JoJo and Jordan have, I could see a big event like this. Like, they're doing a whole partnership with The Knot. Yeah, and it was actually confusing to people because I made a video about the event. You can look on my TikTok if you want to see it. And I'd show the invitations, but the invitations had the date of the event, because they're not, I guess they're oh. not really, they're not releasing their actual wedding date. So a lot, I got a lot of messages and they're like, what kind of weddings on a Tuesday? Like, why are you there <laughs> in like regular clothes? And people didn't get it, but. Yeah, guys, we went to JoJo and Jordan's wedding on a Tuesday night in New York City. Oh, wait. So when we ended up taking a photo with JoJo and JoJo's wedding date last year was supposed to be June 13th. And that's when I got married in 2015 on June 13th. So I was like. This is my time to connect with JoJo for 30 seconds. So I was like, oh my God, like you're, whatever. I brought up the wedding date to her. She literally didn't even remember what the date was. She's like, oh, my wedding date has changed so many times. I don't even remember. And I'm like, oh, well, I feel stupid now, but it definitely was June 13th. I was like, wow, that would have been such a great date for you, girl. But I can't even imagine what they've gone through having to plan and cancel, plan and cancel. Like, I know that's insane actually insane but at least it's happening now because it's happening in a few weeks right yeah it's gonna be this summer either may or june i think i feel like they said the date i feel like it's in it's like end of may why wouldn't they have just put the date on the freaking invitations then well, i don't know because it wasn't the date of like where we were overall the event was so freaking fun a lot of the not employees were there a lot of press people were there but me and stephanie were just there as like podcast influencer people so we just had the little time of our lives sitting in the corner eating pizza and talking to jojo and jordan and elizabeth yeah, yeah it was Pretty cool. It was really fun. Oh, and then, like, oh, my God, had an almost heart attack. Grocery store Joe and Serena were supposed <gasps> to come. Oh, yeah. And they canceled last minute. And I was I like, you know what? That was really rude of you guys. Like, we actually know for a fact they were supposed to come and then bailed last minute mm-hmm. and said they had a another 
obligation and like you just you didn't no they didn't they just didn't want to go joe would have liked the pizza the pizza was very good he could he could have had a sauce station yeah but missed opportunity but like honestly that's probably good for my mental health as well because i don't know if i can like be around yeah not at once being around so many pretty people or just being around joe in general joe i don't know if i can you know yeah, I used to have such a crush on him, but I, I'm over it. I've moved on, Joe, okay? He's, like, too company man now. Oh, yeah, yeah, you've you've definitely changed your tune on him. I've changed my tune. But, oh, well. I had another Bachelor encounter, though, when I went to Nashville. You guys know, obviously, I went on a Bachelorette party. That's why I had no voice last week. So I had hit up Luke a few weeks prior asking him just for, like, where he recommends. He was so sweet, gave me some places. And then... That's it. And then I'm on the way to the airport and I get a DM from him and he's like, are you in Nashville yet? And I'm like, Luke, uh, no, I'm not. I'm on my way. And he's like, oh, like, let's like meet up. And I made sure to say to him too. I'm like, yeah, like you and your girlfriend should meet up. Cause like, just in case the girl like looked, I didn't want her to think that like there was anything shady. We I just wanted to meet like a colleague essentially. This is what that was. Yes, like, we, we're colleagues. We're yeah. all on the same level here. Water cooler talk. So yeah, he he came and he made he met us out. He brought his girlfriend. His girlfriend was really cool. But like he ended up like sitting in the middle of me and my friends for a solid like thirty to 45 minutes hanging out with us, drinking with us. And I don't know if the girlfriend really wanted to do that, but he was so chill and like wanted to. Then Luke and I were like texting Chris Souls like together and Chris Souls said he was jealous that he wasn't with us drinking. So, I mean, the little podcast that could. It literally is the little podcast that could, guys. And this is just the beginning of, I feel like we're like making all these little Bachelor friends. I don't know. I just feel like we're really becoming like way more part of the Bachelor Nation community, which I love. And the zeitgeist, if you will. I was like nervous when he was literally texting me like, where in the bar are you? And I'm like, oh, I'm by this corner. Like, it's so weird. Luke is gonna, like, Luke's like looking for me right now in the bar. That's weird. And then I obviously had to like act like I didn't know that I saw him and then I saw him and it was yeah, all yeah. staged. I, it was all staged mm-hmm. to look very cool. At the bar was Victoria Fuller and Kelsey. I did not speak to them. I washed my hands right next to Kelsey though. Did you say hi to Kelsey? No, I, I just, I knew she was with Victoria because of Luke. I, it's not like I had that information right, prior. Right. And I, you know, I don't think Victoria is a fots. Uh, she wasn't too happy about like the stuff we talked about with Chris about her when we had friend of the show Chris Souls hashtag yes. corn giveaway on the pod, and she wasn't happy about it. I don't think she's a fots, and I don't think if I went up to her and said like, "Hey, girl, I from she's me. all bad. she's I'm all from bad. that podcast like, I was talking about you." Yeah, no. I mean, we didn't say anything bad about her. We literally just said she was on the farm with Chris Souls. And, and then, then cr- you made a promo about it, and she was, like, mad. Yeah, she didn't like she didn't like the promo. But, like, take it up with Chris. I don't know what to That's tell you. That's true. I know. We, like, barely really even said anything. It was really just him talking about his relationship, which he had. Like, they were in a relationship. You know what I mean? So. Moving the fuck okay. on. I cannot. Okay. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and we are so excited to be teaming up with BetterHelp because... We are such advocates for protecting your mental health and making sure you are taking care of yourself. We talk about this later in our interview with Demi, all about mental health, and BetterHelp does such a great job at connecting 
therapists to people online. Yeah, BetterHelp is an online therapy service. And so it's professional therapy done securely online and in the comfort of your own home. And this service is available for clients worldwide. So you can schedule a weekly video or phone session and you won't ever have to, you know, sit in an uncomfortable waiting room for traditional therapy or take the time to like get in your car, drive to therapy, do an hour of therapy, drive back. It's really just, you know, that hour to 45 minute session and it's a huge time saver and really convenient and comfortable for you to be able to share things with a therapist. What I really liked about BetterHelp as well is when I tried it, it gives you the opportunity to change therapists if you are not feeling there's a good connection, which is really cool. And I think in person, that's awkward and it's time consuming when you have to like, you work so hard to find someone good. And I like that BetterHelp, they, they go out of their way to help you find like the perfect match for you. When you are matched with someone, they ask you all about like, what is it that you're seeking? You will find someone that is specializes in those areas so you are finding someone that can like directly help you with what you could be struggling with and if for some reason it's not a match you literally could just say nope not working and then they match you with someone else and you don't have to have that awkward freaking conversation that's so amazing because I feel like a lot of what um, deters people from seeking out therapy even though they know that they want to try it is the legwork of having to you know do all the research seeing like which therapists are within your network of insurance or what's not covered by insurance and it can just be so complicated and so time-consuming and BetterHelp takes all of that work out for you. Yeah, BetterHelp is a great way to show up for yourself and invest in your well-being because we all deserve inner peace and you can get that with BetterHelp. Go to betterhelp.com slash allbatch. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash A-L-L-B-A-C-H. Yes, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they're actually recruiting additional therapists in all 50 states. So this is a special offer for listeners of She's All Batch. You can get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash allbatch. Obviously, this episode, we have our own bachelor encounters, but I've gotten a lot from you guys, especially since we took that week off. So I'm going to read some off now. Okay, last week, remember when we had that bachelor encounter about Chad Johnson at the gym? Yes, I remember. So someone writes and goes, I heard the encounter about someone randomly being followed by Chad, and I think this may be a pattern. I followed him maybe a year ago, and he immediately followed me back, which I found strange because my account is private and I'm irrelevant. To my surprise, he started sending me emojis and struck up a conversation, which I engaged in because I found it hilarious. I suspect he was trying to recruit me for his porn business. This oh made this made my boyfriend uncomfortable, which is why I deleted the message, <laughs> and I can't provide screenshots. It was harmless, but I can't think of another reason as to why he would want to talk to me. Has anyone else experienced this? I have not experienced this from Chad or anyone. Me neither. But wait, so I'm trying to put the pieces together. So he just found her account on Instagram? Yeah. And but it was a private account. So like literally all he could see was her profile picture. Yeah. So she must have a pretty banging profile picture. Yeah. I'm like, and then he was like, you are perfect for So it's two things industry. though. Because she's like, he. I don't know if he was trying to recruit me or not. Like he either is trying to recruit you or he thinks you're hot. That's... What else could yeah, it be? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to ask you about the weather. Like, what is he right, going to... Right, no. He doesn't want any more, like, casual friends. Yeah. Especially because, like, it's just random to just find a random profile and be like, hey, you look like someone who could be my friend based just off their profile picture. Yeah. I'm really digging that two-centimeter profile picture I see on the screen. Like, <laughs> you can't even click and make it big, like, on Facebook. No. So right, exactly. 
so whatever. I wonder if he does this a lot. Guys, if if other people have had like random DMs from Chad just trying to like make casual conversation and then try to get you to do all fans, which is his business. That's kind of like OnlyFans, but different. Mm -hmm. That's the way he's described it. It's like it's like OnlyFans, but it's like not. Yeah. Okay. Um, Share with the class. Let us know. Please share with the class. Yes. We'd like to know. All right, moving on. Mm-hmm. So the next one's about TC, Tyler Cameron. <gasps> My boyfriend. This person writes, I met Tyler randomly once, and he said he had been offered the bachelor role multiple times. <gasps> multiple? Okay, go ahead. I mean, and we knew this already because go to last week's episode of Mike Johnson. He tells, talks all about Tyler all, almost getting the bachelor role. Anyways, but he was trying to do an HGTV type of show instead, so he didn't want anything to do with The Bachelor. We did not know that. Like, what kind of... Oh, didn't he used to do, like... he's a... Yes, wasn't that his job back uh-huh. in Florida? He was, like, a contractor yeah. doing building things. I don't really know how that works. Yeah, the whole, like, building like world. The whole um, building things. This was all during the beginning of COVID, and it doesn't seem like it panned out. No, it does not. Well, it yeah, d- clearly it did it not. It did not pan out. <laughs> he was so nice and chill. I think the whole thing was a little hard on the heart at that time, too. He didn't want to do it again. Wait, who is this person, and how do they know this? Did they just run into him and talk to him once? Or is, are they his friend? The first line is, I met Tyler randomly once. Oh, So it's okay. not a friend, yeah. And so they really got to talking. He was really open. He mentioned he was still surprised by how it played out because watching it back, it still seemed like he should have had the final rose. Well, I mean, yeah. Duh. We all know that. Yeah. And if you guys keep listening, later in the episode, we have Demi Burnett on and we ask her about how yeah. Hannah reacted to the end of her season and like her regrets about not choosing Tyler. So this is very interesting it's like you know that that's probably how he felt but like the Gigi Hadid yeah I think it's like it could go either way for me on one hand I felt that Tyler was really into Hannah and was really heartbroken by the situation but at the same time we saw him move on so quickly so then I I think there's like another perspective of that where someone could argue the opposite of like oh no Tyler was just there being a nice guy you know he got the clout he wanted he got the followers and went on with his modeling career and whatever um, but hearing firsthand that he was actually very hurt by the situation is, I mean, nice. Like, it shows that he's, like, is a nice person and yeah. cared a lot about Hannah. You and know? we've talked about this so many times, but I just still don't understand. If you were that hurt and you thought it really, truly should have been you, you had so many chances. I know, and we're not getting into this again because I know you think differently, but, like, if... Yes. But I think once you do something like that to, like, Hannah didn't pick him, the trust is broken, like, you can't go back from it. I think there are just certain things in relationships that once it happens, like, You can. You, you, you can try. Right. But but it's never the same again. It's never the same Lauren again. Lauren and Ari did. And they're fooling themselves. I don't know. I think. But Lauren still has, like, these weird insecurities about all the Becca stuff. It's never the same. It's very different and fragile than it would have been if Ari had just picked Lauren right off the bat. You know? And that is my cold hard opinion on this i stand true in those jackie's cold hard opinion so if you if you hate on that please go send it to her and not choose all batch because yeah no yeah i will get all the hate in my own personal dms please send it to me at jackie maroney underscore because (laughs) stephanie is very supportive of ari and lauren's relationship yeah i'm supportive too like and they seem happy now but i just think it's not for me i would not be able to come back from something i think love conquers all and even if you have some bumps (laughs) in a in the road it shouldn't matter. At, you know. Yeah, I'm like, boo, boo, boo. Mm-hmm. Tomato, tomato, tomato. tomato, tomato. tomato. <laughs> love does not conquer all, though. That is the thing about life. That's true. Chival- chivalry is dead. I can never say that word. Chivalry. Chivalry. Yeah. yeah. Anyways. 
Well, that was really interesting. Yeah, I like that. T, moving on. This person writes, bachelor encounter, exclamation point. Thanks. My friend and I came to Stagecoach for the first time, big country fans, but actually only found out about it from Bachelor in Paradise. We saw Blake DJ last night. Oh, so this is like last week. Recent, yeah. We saw Blake DJ last night at the festival's dance hall. Afterwards, we were able to catch him off to the side because we heard someone yelling, can we take a picture with you? And assumed it was a fan and that we could too. But it turns out it was Katie and John yelling to Blake. Oh my God. They looked super happy to see Blake, but only Katie was really talking to him. We asked Katie for a picture when we realized that it was her, and she looked at us and then walked away. Hmm. Wait, what? But Blake was super sweet and grabbed my phone to take the picture. That's where it ends. It's still unclear. Did Blake grab the phone to take a picture of her and Katie or them? Oh, I was was interpreting it like he took a picture of them. Not with her and Katie. I'm assuming she did not get a picture with Katie. That was my conclusion from that story. But let us know. Yeah, I guess we'll, or I guess we'll never know. Kanye. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, wait, that's surprising. I always thought Katie was, like, nice. Granted, like, she could have just been having a bad day or could have just been, like, not into it. Or Maybe she didn't there's hear a lot her. Of factors. Maybe that's her possible. ears were ringing because she was screaming and, like, you're at a concert and it's loud. And, I mean, if she's literally screaming, can I take a picture with you? Something's wrong with her hearing. Yeah, and sometimes you just, like, don't want to and sometimes wax builds up <laughs> yeah that's ex- that's the answer <laughs> katie thurston just had a lot of wax build up in her ears yeah. no i think she probably was just i don't know there with john hershey having a time i feel like sometimes when like i'm at like a family event and they're like okay but like now can we do pictures i'm like no i don't want to You're so like, i get that guys, sentiment. <laughs> i host she's all batch podcast like i do not have time i do not have time for a picture with you grandma <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. I take a picture with my grandma. Just, just not kidding. My other family members. Love you, Grams. <laughs> Love you, Grandma XOXO. She doesn't know how to listen to this. It's fine. Perfect. Um, what was I? Oh, but Blake is great. Like, oh, he's we still love Blake. to say one of my favorite people that we've interviewed. He's just so personable and like genuinely seems like such a nice guy. So I'm like not surprised to hear that he's great. He's always down to take a picture with a fan. Like, he just seems like a personable, really funny guy. So yeah, if you guys have not listened to our Blake interview, it is by far. Top three, I would say. I would say my favorite. Mm, I, 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 it's really hard top for me to... Top three. Top three. I'm going to say top three because I, I don't yeah, know okay. what my order is. But Blake was so good. It's the 20th episode. It's called Clayton So Broken featuring Blake Horseman. Go scroll to the end. It's probably about like a 40-minute interview. It's so juicy. So I love him. My whole opinion on him, not like I ever thought anything bad of him. I just never... I was kind of indifferent. And then after mm-hmm. meeting him, I was like, this guy is fucking awesome. And I'm not surprised that he grabbed your phone and took photos because he is awesome and cool. Yeah, super. I feel like his personality makes him attractive. You know what I mean? I feel like because we've had a conversation, I'm like, oh, like, Blake's hot. And you're like, oh, really? I don't know. But I feel like his personality makes him, like, so much more attractive because he's just so, like, funny and fun. Yeah, I see it. That goes a long way. Like, a a confident, like, fun person. BDE. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Okay, moving on. Someone writes, Bachelor Encounter. They all like to tell me that it's a Bachelor Encounter, as if I can't tell by the rest of the message. I but like she, it, though. But she writes, Bachelor Encounter, dot, 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 sort of. Intriguing. Okay. Cryptic. Was in Vegas and walking through the Bellagio Hotel and came face-to-face with Matt, James, and Rachel. <gasps> I did the awkward finger gun thing towards him. <laughs> once what? my once my brain <laughs> once my brain put two and two together, but didn't get a chance to say hi. 
They looked like they were in a rush, not wanting to be noticed. He was holding her hand and walking a few steps in front of her as they were booking it through the casino. Okay, so they were obviously, like, running to their plane. I think it's funny that she did the finger gun thing to them because everyone, take out a finger gun right now. And look, your thumb is straight up. So if Matt James did the finger... finger gun back... It it would have been, like... (laughs) Sideways. (laughs) Wait, what? I don't yeah. know. I don't really get his, his thumbs. But yeah, yeah, if Matt curved. James did a finger gun, his thumb would be pointing in the opposite direction of his index finger because his thumb's been back that far. Yeah. I just think the finger gun thing is funny, though, because it's like, you know, it's like giving someone a nod, giving someone like a thumbs up, a, a slight little wave, just acknowledging them. But the funny thing is it's like you recognize Matt James, but like Matt James does not recognize you. You know what I mean? So it's very like one-sided of just being like, hey, I know who you are, but he's probably like, what are you saying to me? What are you trying to communicate here? Yeah. Or does he get it? Is, is he like, oh, this is someone who clearly knows I'm like from The Bachelor, just wants to like be like, give a little hey. Yeah, like our finger guns, the new hello. Please let us know. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Have you ever like see, run into or seen like a celebrity on the street or something and like try to make eye contact with them? And like, you know that they know that yeah. you recognize them. You know what I mean? Totally. But that's when you do the awkward smile with no teeth that everyone talks about. You guys can't see it, but it's like the <laughs> when you pass someone yeah. in the supermarket. It's, like, it's just like a knowing look that it's like I'm not gonna blow you up right now. Like I'm not gonna make a whole thing. I'm not gonna like say hi and be like, oh my god, I'm your biggest fan. But I see you here. Actually, that happened to me once when I was walking down the street and I saw Joy Behar from The View. Do you know her? She yes. Used to, well, because my apartment used to be by where they film it. But anyway, we made weird eye contact. So, did you give her finger guns? <laughs> no finger guns. Just like a weird like. Hey, I'm acknowledging you. Then I tried to get my phone out to take a picture of the back of her head as she walked by on the street. What'd you she need? Was like, she was like booking it the fuck out of there. Well, because like I wanted to send it to my friend. Be like, oh, I just saw Joy, but whatever. Yeah. Well, I, Rachel and Matt were booking it out of the casino, so they probably didn't want a photo of the back of their head either. No. I mean, no one does want that. I guess. Yeah. You guys know that I just got back from my bachelorette party. I had such a blast in Nashville, and I told you guys I was throwing for the girls in my suitcase, and I brought it there, and the group of girls that I was with loved that I brought it. We had such a fun time. We went out partying every single day and night, but it was such a fun thing to do while pre-gaming. So when we were all in the Airbnb getting ready to go out, I took out for the girls. It was such a great way to like get the conversation going, and We had a great mix of girls, but there were some girls that didn't know everyone as well. So it was such a good game for a bachelorette party because it's asking like fun superlatives and truth and dare and challenges. And it just was so much fun. And the game that we needed to keep the party going. Yeah, no, that sounds, I'm like jealous that I wasn't also at your bachelorette party while I was at mine with my friends, but I also brought for the girls and we had an amazing time. We actually spent a night in and we were like so exhausted from partying like three nights in a row we're like you know what let's just actually spend a night in but I think we partied and drank just as much playing for the girls because we were having so much fun so it was a night in supposed to be recouping but we had just as much fun as if we had gone out if you want to pick up your own copy of for the girls you can get it at your local target or walmart or you can go to amazon.com and use code batchgirls15 for 15% off that's batchgirls b-a-c-h girls 15 for 15 percent off at amazon.com or go to walmart or target okay before we move on to demi's interview we have a very 
special announcement, guys. Thoughts Fest is happening. We booked it. We are going to be going to Rhode Island July 16th. And we'll see you there at Audrey's Coffee Shop. Me and Stephanie are driving up for an informal party at Audrey's Coffee Shop. We've emailed Jared. He will not email us back. But we're showing up anyway. And we're bringing all our thoughts. And I'm going to bring some duct tape for the rug. And yes, duct tape exactly. it down. No, guys, we should steal the rug. Ooh. That's better. Well, I definitely need to steal something. Maybe not the rug, but like a little <laughs> trinket from the wall. No, we but. can't We can't promote <laughs> This, I'm this not. Fox I'm just fest. kidding. I'm just kidding. Wink, but wink, I'm gonna wink, actually wink. steal the rug. <laughs> okay. Well, you're telling me not to promote, promote stealing, and you're stealing. I know, but I think they'd be more upset if you stole a knickknack versus the really? rug. Really? I feel like they'd actually be more upset if they if you stole the whole freaking rug for the whole coffee shop. That rug needs to go. I want to put that rug in like a hall of fame. Okay. With the duct tape. With like, the duct still tape stuck. with it. Yeah. Mm, all right. We'll think about it. But anyway, okay. we're going to Rhode Island, guys. At Audrey's Coffee Shop, we're going to be there July 16th. We're making t-shirts that say Fots Fest, so like, let us know if you want one too. Um, and we will see you there. And again, if you didn't listen to last episode, which, rude, you should go back and listen. Yeah. But um, Fots Fest is going to be, we're going to the coffee shop, we're going to be podcasting there. But we also plan to then go out that night. So we're getting a hotel room. Mm-hmm. And we want to meet you guys. So if you guys want to come and get a hotel room and go out with us, we would love to hang. Yeah. So... In our Facebook group, if you search She's All Batch on Facebook groups, a lot of the thoughts are already talking about potentially making the trip. And why the fuck yeah. not, guys? I know. PTO. It may not be unlimited like Greg's, but PTO But is it's a PTO. Saturday, so most people will have oh, that's a day true. off. Um, and if you don't, request it off now. So there's plenty of time and no issue. But also, like, we spent two years literally sitting in our house doing nothing like now I have a philosophy that anytime someone invites me to go do anything like I'm fucking doing it I don't care life's too short we've been spending so much time inside like we're fucking doing things this summer and we're really excited so we'll see you there see so yeah and we'll we'll, as we get closer we'll talk about time like specifics Mm -hmm. but yeah July 16th to the 17th Mm -hmm. see you there Fots Fest 2022 yay Okay, guys, we are so excited because we have the Queen Demi on the pod this week. Demi, thank you for gracing us with your presence. She looks stunning right now, and she said she hasn't showered in a week, so we are very (laughs) pumped. I'm not proud of that, but thank you. I mean, I'm I'm just kind of gross. But you look like stunning, so it's not fair. It's it's like the biggest trick I have. I have a great way of making things that aren't like, uh, well, on The Bachelor, I did it by taking things that were very cheap and making them look expensive. Mm. So like, I'm a filthy crumb, but I have a way of presenting myself as if I am a dime baby. Yes. Well, we're going to start at the beginning and try to go a little in order because you are from Colton season and that seems like a lifetime ago, which is crazy, like Colton season blast from the past did you want him to be the bachelor no i wanted i, <laughs> I love the honesty i said anyone but colton anyone. no way yes they called me and apologized to me they said demi we're sorry it's gonna be colton but we still want you and i said well i've got nothing else better going so might as well i'm coming baby so who I'm did you still- who did you want i think i wanted jason or like mm-hmm. I wanted them to really just pull something out of the woodworks and get Brooks Forrester. <laughs> Super old school. But they literally apologized. That's fucking hilarious. Um, yeah, they knew that I didn't want it to be him. So why didn't you want it to be him? I had no attraction to him whatsoever. 
physically. Yeah, none, zero. I grew attraction for him, you know, once I was in the environment and I was thinking about him all day, every day. And like, he was like, all we were talking about, like everyone was obsessing over this man. So then, yeah, I grew to have feelings for him, but no, I was not, I was not, not attracted to him at all. Have you spoken to him since he's come out or since his documentary or anything recent? Um, I talked to him once he came out. I like messaged him about it because I, I was like, um, I don't remember what I said. Let's pull it up. Let's go to Twitter. Let's, Let's just do it. The Let's receipts. just, I, I'm a, see, I'm a receipt giver without any explanation. And apparently that's rude. People have been saying to me, it's rude that you're just sending screenshots. Like I told you so. And I'm like, I'm not doing that. I'm just saying, here's the direct source of information and exactly what happened. That way there's no confusion. So let's right. see exactly what you said to Colton <laughs> on Twitter. Show us the DMs. I love that we can get this like. I know. This is exclusive content right here. Um, I said, hey, Coco, proud of you. My advice, don't read the comments. Live in love. <laughs> and then he said, thank you. Honestly, it's been overwhelming and I'm so happy. Between you and I, this is no longer between you and I. <laughs> <laughs> I know I haven't handled everything in my past the best I could, but when and if I can ever speak on that, I will. Also, I sort of love the fact that the two of us were on the same season. Gay, gay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I said, we're, we made the gayest season ever. I'm obsessed with that. I'm happy and I'm proud of you. I know how hard it is and it's fucking terrifying. And I know you know your mistakes and I think you should talk about them more openly to make it right, you know? I think everyone deserves forgiveness and people can't forgive someone who isn't specific in their apology. Not like everyone else's opinion matters, but I think that you will feel better about it. Are you referring to his drama with Cassie? Well, yeah, because he said between you and I, I know I haven't handled everything in my past the best I could, but when and if I can ever speak on that, I will. If so, I can, like, what is that? Who's holding you back from talking exactly. about that? It, there's probably something going on like that nobody knows about so like mm, i don't know if I could, like well because wasn't there didn't he cassie had filed a restraining order against colton so i'm sure there was some sort of legal thing where maybe that's why he couldn't speak on it but i obviously have no clue that's just me maybe i mean thinking. maybe that could be but um yeah okay so like i told him <laughs> I told this is we're on first question, by the way. And like, we've gotten so much out of this. I know. Literally. Have you talked to Colton? I love it. I know. I was like, but that was a long time ago. That was, uh, let's see when he came out. Yeah. That was April of 2021, a year ago. Um, and so, yeah. And then he asked for my cell, but he never texted me. God damn it. Damn it. Missed (laughs) opportunity. I was so bored. Um, but (laughs) yeah, so I don't know what all that means, but I honestly, I care more about Cassie. Like Cassie's proven to be a really good friend to me. She comes through and um, she's one of those people that I will always be loyal to. So like Cassie doesn't even tell me anything about it. She doesn't talk to me about it. So like, I always want to be respectful of her whenever I speak about it. Like, yeah, I feel like the headlines were never clear as to how Cassie found out. Like I was always looking and nothing ever specified if she actually found out through him or when he announced it. I didn't ask her about it because I specifically don't because everyone else is. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, dude, she probably doesn't want to fucking talk about it. So like I talked to you else, you know? Right. 
I would assume that she probably found out like we did because I don't see him as ever being very honest in that relationship, like from what we've seen as, as the public. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think that's pretty fair. And I, I've never seen him seem to really respect her. So do you want to talk? More? I'm curious what you mean when well, you say I, he I doesn't respect that, her. I think that Colton probably knew he was gay. And I'm like, I'm just confused as to why he was with Cassie because she did not know that. And like right. what his, what's what was going on with all of that? Like what I want to know. I've heard that he was on Grinder before our season. Why well, that, did that was he, why he came out. I think someone was blackmailing him that he had been with. That yeah, was so on something. Maybe not, maybe the first episode of his documentary. I don't remember. We wait, was he really on? Was that is that like confirmed? He was on Grinder, so he. Let me Google, but I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Because it's honestly like that is. I want him to say I was the bachelor because I wanted to be the bachelor and I wanted the fame. So I pretended like I was straight. I want him to just say it. Well, this is a headline from hollywoodlife.com. Colton Underwood admits he experimented with men and was on Grindr before the bachelor. And that was May 12th, 2021. So yeah. And I had, I seen that, I think other places as well. So it's like, um, um, just it's a real lack of honesty here. Like be straight up, make it make sense for us because it makes sense. And I'm sure it does, but you're just not being honest. Colton. Yeah. You're not being honest with what's really going on here. Now he's engaged, which is very <laughs> quick. Yeah, He's engaged to, uh, <laughs> to the opposite of the 30 women whose time <laughs> he wasted. We could have like, we need a redo. We deserve it. Like y'all gave us a dud basically like that doesn't count that doesn't count so are you guys like not on good terms because you seem very angry towards him you just say like the it's a joke it's like oh yeah I was on the bachelor oh yeah my bachelor was gay actually like what what kind of joke is that where's my redo where's my chance at love baby I'm ready now well that's a good segue and I need to skip over a few questions here but your chance Mm -hmm. at love happened in paradise oh my god I can never go back there are you kidding me I the paradise you went on (laughs) Yeah. Well, she went on both. She went on the one after, most recent one too. Oh my god, why am I blanking? I meant the original <laughs> one that you went on when you got engaged. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of fans had questions as to did you know that Christian was waiting in the wings oh, to come out? Question, right? <laughs> that question. Okay, so I'll say that no, I did not know, but I might have had a feeling that it could be. They were playing into my naivety, and I was led. Like, I'd be like, is Christian coming? And they'd be like, I don't know. Uh, she said she didn't want to come. And I'd be well, like, why would you ask that? If you, if like that, I mean. Because I told them from the beginning, I was like, I've been dating this girl. I'm open to dating other people. But like, I really, I really like this girl that I've been dating. And, but I am open. I am mm-hmm. open. And Derek completely had nothing to do with any of it. And I had genuine feelings for Derek. Like the producers would ask me, Demi, are you like actually confused about Derek? And I'm like, yes. What do you mean? Of course I'm confused. Am I supposed to be acting confused? Am I supposed to be acting now? So like, I didn't know what was going on. I was like ignorant to it on purpose. Cause I was like, if they want to make this into something, I'll let them. But like, I can't be in on that because like, it'll just eat me alive. Like, of course, I'm sure that they wanted to have their first gay love story. I'm sure that that was their agenda for me. It was a fucking nightmare of roller coaster of emotions of me not knowing what I was doing. And also 
not knowing if like what I was expected to do like with it and like having this pressure of like, oh, I'm the one with the fucking leading the torch with this whole thing. Like, no, I'm like, I'm literally just confused right now about whether or not I want to like, I'm not even sure if I want to tell the whole world about my sexuality, like, fuck, like my grandparents are going to disown me, which they did. Like, I, I have been rejected by not only society, by my family. Like, I'm sorry. That's that's horrible. I'm, I'm sorry. I don't care. I just want like to make sure other people don't go through this, you know? Yeah. yeah. No, that's so hard. And you've been such like a trailblazer with this, with this franchise. They've never had a gay couple get engaged on the show. Well, it's like, I just wish that's what people were focused on and like not focused on like how evil it is that it was like orchestrated or not. It's like, yeah, it was like somewhat orchestrated because there's like this general idea that that would be amazing if like what happened were to happen, but it didn't just happen like that. Like it, there was so many real emotions and feelings and like, yeah, it was a terrible time for me. And like everyone for her too, like her family didn't know either. And like, we were just doing what we could do to be together like once I once I didn't have her around and I had only Derek and I was like with Derek I was like oh my god if I'm with Derek for another second I'm gonna throw up like I don't want I don't want Derek I know that now and then I had to dump Derek and then everyone's blaming Derek for being in on it and I'm like that poor man no there was nothing fake between me and Derek either like if anything it was like me withholding from him like the the fact that this girl coming has been discussed that is on me. Derek had yeah. nothing to do with it. And I also wasn't fake with how I felt about Derek. I right. really did like him because Derek is like a very charming guy. All the girls liked him. Yeah. So like yeah. all of it was real, but yes, there's an, a sense of like orchestration behind it or whatever, but that's not the point. Like the point is that we got two girls on TV on a show that they don't but they they like they're sickened by it like my grandparents were sickened by it but guess what we made them watch it and that's like the first step making them see it because I'm from I'm from the place where they need to see that kind of shit you know right where it's important that that kind of stuff is shown because it's desensitizing their fucking like sexist homophobic racist asses (laughs) yeah so you got engaged on the show was that pushed? Like, did, did ABC really want the engagement? No, no, they didn't. They made sure to make it up to me, like okay. not it on me at all. Um, I think for me, I was not personally ready for that at all. As in, I thought that because I had doubts, I was like, you always have doubts whenever you're with people and like, you, you know, how good this person is for you and how this is like the partner that you should be with. Like, you know, that is Um, someone really that is going to take care of you like you need to um, tough it out and fix whatever it is in your brain that's making you like resistant like I thought it was like something that I needed to get over whereas it's as simple as attachment styles and ours being completely not compatible I'm a very avoidant I can be anxious avoidant but I'm primarily avoidant and she's anxious. And I had no idea what attachment styles even were at that time. I had a lack of information about life. Yeah. So I was just, I was not ready. So you're, is that kind of why things came apart? Just 
knock to people that weren't compatible? Two people with two different attachment styles. Yes. Like the more anxious she got, the more avoidant I got. And like, mm. I didn't want to be avoidant either. So I was like, um, frustrated with myself. So I'd be like, I'm sorry. I don't know why, but like, I really need you to not touch me. Like, please stop touching me. Like, please. And uh, like getting hateful with it, not hateful with it, but uh, yeah. more like hurt with it because it mm. was uh, my anxieties growing. Cause I'm like getting, I'm like, Oh, the, I don't realize that the anxiousness is making me more avoidant. I don't know what's going on at all. I'm just knowing that and freaking out freaking out and I'm in a bad mood and no regulation or anything just like I said a lack of information about the world and about myself I mean I was living with an undiagnosed disability for fuck's sake right yeah do you want to talk about that a little bit because I feel like um you've been so open about that whole process and getting diagnosed later in life and I feel like people just like have a lot of questions about you know how it's so underdiagnosed and I'm just going to open the floor if you want to talk about that. Yeah. So there's a group of (laughs) basically what happens is autism is a social disability. And I think that that's where people forget that Um, they think of it more as like an intellectual thing, a learning disability. No, it's a social disability. It's my relationship with society. Um, I, uh, a lot of women we get by on the not we get missed we fly under the radar because we mask so well for survival we're all just in survival mode and not realizing it like every time you feel adrenaline rush through your body like your stomach drops like I don't know um, anyone listening that can relate to that feeling that is that is fight or flight mode that's trauma Mm -hmm. so um I've experienced that every day of my life those moments of that throughout my days ever since I can remember and I thought that was normal and everyone else was going through these traumatic feelings of like fight or flight or freeze you know where you can't say anything Mm -hmm. at all and just um traumatizing ourselves constantly because whenever those moments those fight or flight moments happen what we do how we react affects us that's where I I burn bridges. I lose friendships. That's where, that's why I realized something was going on with me that I couldn't figure out. So I was like, I always have the best intentions. I mm-hmm. actively try to be a really good friend, like try to be there for them. I, I, I know that it's just like my, my language, like my mouth, like I always get in trouble with that. I say something stupid. I say something I shouldn't like, and I was like, why am I just accepting that? Like, why do I, that's just something I do. I just am irritable. I'm just a bitch. I'm just an asshole. That's just me. Like, why am I doing that? And why also do I have zero friends anymore? And like, no one's talking to me. And like, I can tell that people are actively not inviting me. And so then I was like, well, let's self-reflect. Like, what have I done? Like, I'm the common denominator here. And I was like, oh my God, it's a bunch of misunderstandings. Like everyone in the world is just misunderstanding each other, right? Blah, blah. So I started talking to people about that. And they're like, Jimmy, no, you are misunderstanding. Yeah. Like I, you are being misunderstood and you are misunderstanding. Like it's not everyone else. And I was like, okay, well, I'm open to that idea. And so then I just locked myself in my house for like months. And I just started, I I started just letting myself isolate because I kept trying to isolate and I like isolated myself multiple times in my life. And I just began to start to listen to myself and women are taught from the day we are born to like, uh, comply, like to put aside every one of our needs and focus on everyone else, make Mm -hmm. everyone else happy. That is what we were taught to do. So, um, I've been doing a lot of unlearning of that and realizing how many people don't like me even more. And I'm like, I don't care because I know 
at, at the end of the day, the intent is what does matter. I don't care how, like, you know what I mean? Like what, what we're saying to each other, I, my struggle is I don't say right. I never can say it right. But the people who know me and love me, they would never assume I would be meaning it in that, in the way that you could, you know? So it's about surrounding myself with people who truly love and support me. And I, you know what? I had to pay some of them. (laughs) I had to pay for it, but I don't, it's worth it to like finally just take care of ourselves. And I think that, yes, it's a thing as like an autistic woman who just found out she's autistic. But I think like as women in general, there's a lot we can learn from listening to our own needs and like not doubting our intuition. Yeah. You, you touched on some friendships. Uh, I know you had a lot of friendships from the bachelor. One of them specifically, you were really close with Hannah Brown. Are you guys still in touch today? What is your status Um, of your relationship now? No, I haven't talked to Hannah in a while. Um, I don't like nothing happened. Um, no, I don't know. I, I I think that she's just busy. Okay. Yeah. And we don't have to touch on it. If like I literally, I I haven't talked to her, but I think she's just busy. Like I think that it's just kind of like um, I was actually thinking about this. I was thinking about this yesterday because I was like. I have kind of texted her like 20 times and she hasn't responded. <laughs> and then I was like, but I just kind of like thought maybe she was just like busy. And then she did respond like to me, like the last, like a few days ago and just said, I was, Oh, that she didn't want to go on my podcast. And I was like, fuck the podcast. Like, I don't care about that. Like, I mean, like I have a million other things I want to talk to you about. Um, but I, I wonder if that because Nick doesn't like her and like says that, he has a source that told her that like I wonder if she thinks that was me wait why doesn't Nick like her he said that on the podcast before he's just I think he's just rubbed the wrong way by her I don't know no it's okay we just don't like gossip about people like that like if he knows that I'm cool with someone he won't talk about them with me like he won't bring it up because he knows where I stand with them like that would be awkward so we never talked about Hannah Brown so I wasn't the one who told him about Hannah, like about whatever reason he doesn't like her for or whatever he said. Yeah. I, it wasn't me. I'm not the one. Okay. Anyway. But I'm wondering if she thinks that I did that because I, I just, I was thinking about it yesterday because of the fact that it's well known that Nick has talked shit about Hannah Brown and he said it's from someone told him that she wasn't a good friend or something like that. And Kaylin. And Hannah Brown hasn't been talking to me like at all. Hmm. And I'm wondering if huh. she thinks that I'm the person who said that or who told him that she wasn't whatever it was, but it wasn't me. Do we want to put the ask out? Hannah, why? What's you know, going why? on? Yeah. Hannah, if you are listening to this podcast. And Hannah, if it's just because you're busy and I'm not around, like that's, that's totally fine too. And I understand And Whenever I see you, I'll see you. But if there is anything, if there is any reason, like, let me know. I'm so like, I'm willing to chat. But if she doesn't even care enough to, what about that? What about that? Text Demi back. Text her back. You guys need to talk. Yeah. I mean, I'm here. Your friendship was so like nice to watch on the show because you guys were both really girls, girls with each other on Colton season. Um, Hannah had some drama with Kaylin and like, I'm just like, that's one of the mysteries that I hate that I don't know the answer to. Do you have any insight as to what, really happened between Hannah and Kaylin with the whole pageant shit. This is my take on it. 
because yes. I literally it's what y'all know is what I know like oh. that's the theme that is the story so like, annoying. Well, here we go <laughs> there's no more to the story except for like the detail that they were roommates mm -hmm. because here's where it gets interesting I <laughs> <laughs> whenever you're in the pageant world you are all in a competition yeah so yeah. it's just like the bachelor is a competition but in the beginning it's all fun it's fun your bunch of girls are together the competition's not real yet so I feel like whenever they were in the pageant they probably got up to the pageant and it was all exciting and fun at first and then the competition started getting real and I think that because Kaylin placed higher that probably like made Hannah salty. And so it probably caused like tension, like any normal competition would do to somebody like, mm -hmm. you know, a little bit of bitterness. And I think that that's just exactly what we saw on the show too. It's just like a little bit of salty bitterness of like, um, like I, there's another side of you. <laughs> that whole thing I think is like, yeah, there's a competitive side of people. And then there's like a non-competitive side of that. Yeah. So I think it's all kind of like, everything in life really is a misunderstanding between people of like you know just personalities clashing and not wanting to be on the same page yeah and I think that Kaylin is like the sweetest person and she I think Kaylin definitely wants to always keep the peace um but I think that they both would want to keep the peace but they're also both not gonna let their name be tarnished <laughs> right as anyone would on that show yeah like, goal on that show is to make sure they're repping well except for mine but that was because I had I had a different goal, a different plan yeah but I, I went the obnoxious route well but then their reputation's on the line right and then well then Hannah obviously became the bachelorette um but there were a few girls from that season that were up for that role and your name was thrown around were you ever asked to be the bachelorette it's not like they ask you to be the bachelorette. You go through a process of like meeting with people and like, yeah, I did that. Okay. I met, they flew me out to LA and I met with the, with the big dogs and yes, we entertained the idea. It was a joke to me because I said, there's no way they're making me the bachelorette. And they were like, maybe, maybe Demi, but like, I don't, it was more uh, from in my perspective it was like well why not i'll go ahead and do this ex like do these right. interviews but might as well there's no mm -hmm. there's no like spark glimmer of hope in my mind for this because okay. i did not see it actually being possible but yeah they were considering me as one of them did you sign a contract and who did you think they no. were going to choose i did not sign a contract no nope. i did okay. not even get that far. i went okay. they flew me out and i spoke to the top rob mills um, some Martin guy who uh, me and Martin did not get along and uh, Rob or Mike Fleiss was not there he was supposed to be there but he was in Hawaii or something I was like so I'm definitely not going to be the best right. <laughs> he couldn't fly from Hawaii for this <laughs> like, Mike Fleiss ain't even here people why are we wasting my time yeah <laughs> um, so who did I you think I thought it would be because uh, Hannah was like a random choice like I was I, so hard for Hannah when they no, picked I, her, yeah. was, I wanted her so bad I thought it was the brilliant choice but she wasn't the typical Hannah out of Brown. the bunch yeah I mean I feel I like her because okay whenever we were filming the show me and Hannah Brown um had a had a little bit of like a special treatment a little bit differently because I had a special treatment because I was 
um, a puppet. Like I was like super down to do whatever. Like I was really low maintenance. I uh, did not ask for anything. Like I was, um, okay, but I wasn't even, it wasn't even on purpose though, because it all started this way. We were in Singapore and Courtney, <laughs> me and Courtney, like everyone was being so mean to her and like talking shit about her. And I was the only one telling her like, Courtney, you know, you're being annoying. You're being this, like, stop. Like, why are you doing that? And so she was like, she was upset with me, which I understand because like, I wasn't ever coming up to her and like being super friendly. I was like, Courtney, girl, stop. Like, what are you doing? I was like, everybody's annoyed, blah, blah. But I was trying to be honest with her either way. Courtney did not like me. And I just felt like we were fighting like siblings. You know what I mean? Like I loved Courtney, but like, I was like, yeah, we're just not getting along right now. So there was no beds left in this room in Singapore, none. And they were all cots and there was none left. And so there was a couch and I was like, oh, okay, I guess I'll just sleep on the couch. Like there was a couple beds people had and then there was cots, everyone claimed everything. I was like, I'll sleep on the couch, I guess. Courtney says, that couch is for everyone to use. And I said, okay, Courtney, where do you want me to sleep? <laughs> and like, it was just a joke at that point. And like Hannah was with me and Hannah was like, what, Courtney, <laughs> she has to sleep there. And then a producer was like, Demi, there's another room. It's okay. Well, you can have this other room. And everyone was like, Haha, Demi's going to be isolated. Haha. Well, the other room was the on-camera penthouse, baby. The other room Whoa. was the nicest room that they had in this hotel. The other room was the VIP, baby. <laughs> so like, it worked out in my favor that I ended up getting that that time. But the producers, I'm talking special treatment as in, special treatment isn't so much special treatment as it is observations and seeing how many more producers and what producers in the hierarchy of producers are speaking to her. Mm. Why are executive producers talking to Hannah Brown in the middle of the day randomly? Like, um, why is Alon here right now talking with me and Hannah? And why are the executive producers always with us? Like, why are they not with these other girls? Like, I could just read the fucking room and I knew. Okay. Well, I could tell what producers you're working with. I know what role you have on this show and what their plans are with you. Okay. Interesting. If you have certain, certain producers are around, like, yeah, Alon loved us. There's no fucking way it wasn't going to be one of us when Alon was always around us. Alon came out of nowhere and he was coming to hang out with us. Yeah. And all the other girls were running up to him and Alon was looking for us. That's how you know. You can just read. Oh, I see. Also, PDA, pathological demand avoidance, we're very socially manipulative because it's a survival skill. But it means that I can see. So I'm socially manipulative as in I know that me being obnoxious and acting a fool is going to get me airtime. I know that that's going to get me accepted. I know that that's going to get me where I want to be without me realizing it's a subconscious thought. Like I didn't know why I was acting, like why I was uh, so down to be wild and so like whatever. It's because I'm socially manipulative and I'm trying to manipulate my airtime, baby. I'm trying to manipulate this to where I can get to where everybody knows me from this show so I can get out of my fucking parents' house, baby. I and you did. And you did it. <laughs> Fuck yeah. I feel like when you... We're on the show. I feel like a lot of people compared you to Corinne. Was that an, an intention when you were thinking of the things that you were saying I and loved, doing on the show? I loved Corinne more than anyone I'd ever seen on the show. 
I never once was trying to act like Corinne or had her in mind during any of it. It wasn't, it's a, Corinne was in my bank of information of things I had seen and observed of like, I know that if you're not liked in the house, that's not necessarily a bad thing. If Mm -hmm. people Mm -hmm. are like, if you're doing things that people don't like, that's not necessarily a bad thing. That's what I learned from Corinne. It's not a matter like the one liners and stuff like those, those were in the moment, like who, who I can come up with those all the time. Yeah. You know, they're stupid. And also the producers got one liners. They'll give you one liner and you'll be like, dear God, I would never say that. I would say this. And then you take it and make it 10 times better. Okay. Jordan so has the most amazing way of doing that. You tell Jordan Kimball, he's a genius. You give him one line and he breaks that up into like 10 different jokes instantaneously. Yeah. I've never been mm-hmm. so capable of this skill. It's, it's beautiful. It's That's like, funny. oh my God, how did you make that so much funnier and like so much longer, more complex and clever? Like, oh my God. Yeah. It is a genius. I mean, to, to be on the spot and be able to rattle off funny one-liners, like you have That's to know so what you're doing. One more question about Corinne. We had her on the podcast and asked her about you and she wasn't very nice. She said you were a poser and stuff. And then the next day you posted on your stories, like something about, oh, oh, if only me and Corinne could have teamed up, like we would have been unstoppable. Something of that. Do you remember the exact quote, Stephanie? I don't remember. I mean, that was pretty much it. Like you were yeah. like, yeah, it was with the timing. It was literally. We were the like, did of the Demi podcast? hear what Corinne said no. on our podcast? No way. Oh, no, we were like, it has to be it. She like knows. She knows. We no, thought you had seen it. Seen, well, I might have seen something about her doing the podcast. Like that might have been it like that. I definitely had to have seen something because I don't know why I would have randomly brought it up, but I didn't hear anything that she said about me. Yeah, I really didn't think she would be saying bad things about me still because she apologized for it before. Like, good Ugh, God. I don't want to bring up yeah, more exactly. drama. You should have said the positive. Like, so, well, but that is what she said. We we didn't poser? say it. She said it. That's what she said. Bitch, yeah. I'm autistic. I am posing. I'm trying to pose as neurotypical my whole life. Yes, I'm a poser. So what she did say, though, was she didn't have an issue, but she felt that maybe producers were were trying to make you another Corinne that like she got they did it they did a better job of it because I got more popular from it sorry Corinne guess what baby join I join me you can't beat me join me because I would accept you with open arms I just said I love you and like I thought that you were my favorite from the show ever so is this the first time you're here? Because she has spoken out prior to our podcast. She has spoken out about. I, I, but then she, I thought she took it all back. She's she, since apologized. How did she apologize to you? No, not to me. <laughs> no, she apologized like on a, on a, some like podcast. She was like, I said, or not podcast. It was like a show, like an interview show. Okay. And they said like, she was like, I've said things about her. And like, oh, it's because I think it was with Lauren Zima. Because Lauren Zima was like, I love Demi. I've met her several times. Like, what? And then Corinne mm-hmm. was like, oh, like, I feel bad for what I said. And so oh, I thought that she had realized, like, I, I gave her the the unasked for forgiveness <laughs> for all the things she had said. She said some wild ass shit about me. That girl put on a wig and did a whole number about me. And Wait, I was yeah, like, didn't she used to do like YouTube videos or something or something yeah, like that? Were great. I thought they were so entertaining. I thought she should have kept it up, but kept my fucking name out of it. <laughs> she just like was so set on hating me so badly instead of like realizing that she should be flattered and like be like, hell yeah, girl, let's try to build this brand together. 
We could have built, we could build the brand together, Corinne. Think about if both of us were trying to make crazy ass YouTube videos like that together. It would be way more, Corinne, girl, girl. (laughs) We're reaching out to everyone in Bachelor Nation on this podcast. (laughs) Hannah, Corinne, everyone who's listening. Imagine what we could do if we work together. Imagine the Demi and Corinne show. Like this bitch is not ever considered all of the amazing things we could do together because she's so mad. At, at me taking her idea or taking her brand or whatever it is. And it's like, Corinne, this is just who I am. And I'm just like you. Okay. I'm just like you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So true. Uh, I would watch that show. That show sounds amazing. I think it would be so amazing. Wow. So what are your thoughts on her today? I, I, I have the same thoughts. I think that she's probably calling me a poser and all of this stuff just because she's mad that I got more followers. Like, or she's mad that I got more attention or whatever, which is a completely human reaction. It's fine. I'm understanding of her behavior. But now moving forward, Corinne, <laughs> I'm going to judge you on it. If you, you know where I stand now. You, I've said what I needed to say. So I am a little forward- bummed that you, we really thought that it was you hearing about our podcast and responding. Cause I think you posted that story like the same day the episode came out. And we're like, I, I probably <gasps> saw that she did a podcast. Yeah, she's like, yeah, I probably true. saw that y'all did the podcast with her or something. I just, I didn't go and listen to it. I think that it, I probably, it was like a genuine thought. Like I yeah. always, nothing I do is calculated or planned. That's why it never works out so well for me. Cause I just say whatever. And I'm like, Oh, I'm thinking this right now. I'm just going to put it out there, you know, be authentic, be real. And yeah. I was like, Oh no, people don't actually want that. You know, it's funny though, that True. day. So like the episode with Corinna just came out and I, we saw your um, story and people were sending me the story. Cause they're like, is this Demi responding to what Corinne said. I'm like, I don't fucking know. So I messaged Corinne and Corinne's like, I have no clue either. And you tagged her in it. So she's like, obviously I saw it. And I think Corinne ended up sharing it. And I'm like, well, why did you share it then? Like, which is it? Like, that's, that's why I'm saying like, she's saying all this stuff, but that's not what she really means. Like she's just, her energy is channeled in the wrong channel. Like channel all of that energy you feel towards me, Corinne, into working with me and us taking over the world together. Yeah. What, what, what could happen then, Corinne? She was, imagine the possibilities. She was just spotted with Scott Disick. So she's probably busy. She was just spotted with Scott Disick apparently. So she's, she's a little busy taking over the world with Scott. that's not the P and that's not the PR I want. I don't want to be seen with Todd. I'm trying to be seen with Travis. Right. (laughs) I'm trying to be seen with Travis's friend even. (laughs) Right. Um, I do want to go back to Hannah's season for a hot minute because I have some questions that I'm dying to know. Um, So you were on Hannah's first episode when she was the bachelorette. How staged and manipulated was that I mean you walked in and then oh, had no. this the tea about that guy with the girlfriend like that was fake no like how did what that happen mean? well I mean someone had to have given you all that information no no oh no baby this right here is all genuine <laughs> so this is what happened I got a message from a girl no on Instagram and I sent it to one of the producers and they like every this was like right I'm talking right before like her night one like this is like all happening in the moment like it's crazy and I get this message so I go in I send it to a producer who is a producer that I really really like and I consider more of a friend because we don't do on-camera stuff we I we don't do that together um but I was like yo this girl like I want to talk to her like let's get all the details and so we had to sit there and like we went to a restaurant for hours 
of like me validating, like finding the tea, getting the tea from this girl what? to get it from this girl. Like I had to go through this network of people, record the phone calls, get them to sign NDAs, like all of this shit oh to God. actually get to the truth and to find out if this man really did this, what they are claiming he said he did. And that we found out it was all true. So then I said, yeah, I'll go in there and bust him. Fuck yeah, I will. Because he is, he is a fraud. He was with the girl the day before right. he left. She dropped him off at the airport. I said, let me in there. I've got all the evidence. And it all started from like a Facebook group. Like, I love, I love the Bachelor fandom because these women are going to get to the, they are going to yeah. get the tea. I thought for sure that was staged. Wow. That's you, what part nuts. did you think? Well, just, I just, I assumed they came, they wanted you on the show. So they came to you with this like minute. I'm sure the guy really did have a girlfriend. Um, but I thought it was very much, I never thought for a second you were actually like calling people, texting, getting the story. I was getting all of the tea. You, like, for you should get a producer like, credit. <laughs> I know. Seriously. I tell them that all the time. Like in paradise this time, I was like, guys, I'm on the clock right now. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, but like, what is the irony that that all happened? The first episode, this guy had a girlfriend and then your girl ends up choosing a boy has a girl back home please please shed some light I have no idea how anyone could pick anyone except for Tyler Cameron I think that there's just something like Jed is like a very um like fun guy to be around like a nice guy like whenever I met Jed the first thing he did to me was apologize like he didn't even say hi he looked at me and he was like I could see that he knew he disappointed me, you know, and like, he didn't even know me. And he was just like, yo, like, I'm, I'm so like, I'm so sorry. And like all this stuff, like all he wanted, never mind. All he wanted to do was like, make it right. Honestly, honestly, at the end of the day, he really wanted to make it right. He was dishonest about the whole beginning of it. I think that um, going into the show, every person on the show is going to be on a show. They're not going just to find love. So I think that everyone's head is not there for the right reasons in the beginning. It's like, yeah, like, of course, everyone wants an open idea at love. But like, you get on a dating app for that. You don't go on national television. That's like, you're putting everything at risk there. Like you, you're clearly going to be on TV for the fame, for the clout. Right. Everything is. At, to some degree. I'm sorry, but I just don't mm -hmm. see why anyone would go on national television and risk their reputation if they didn't want clout. You were besties with Hannah when that whole breakup went down. So how was that being like on that end of things? Like what happened with that we it didn't was, see? I was filming Paradise. Okay. And then, so Hannah came to Paradise. I don't know if you remember that. She came yeah. to Paradise yeah. to no, talk to me. So was Hannah like regretful that she didn't just choose Tyler because it would have made her life a lot easier? Um, well, of course. And like, she liked Tyler so much. Like it was a hard decision, you know, whenever she picked Jed. So then she felt like, oh my God, like, I'm so mad. She was mad that she picked Jed. She was so hurt over it. And she found, she found out over a People Magazine article. Honestly, I would have done abusive things at that point. <laughs> Jed would have been a dead man. I would never be able to like pass a magazine stand ever again. It would be like PTSD yeah. after seeing yeah. an article. Holy shit. Like finding out that your man is lying to you from a people magazine article. Now your man has a lot. He has been withholding from you. And, and you just went through forming a relationship with him on national television for the world to see. Like, 
Oh yeah. my god! And oh you could have chose you could you could have chosen like so many like other the hottest men in the world, right? <laughs> you could have chosen a god, a, a god. literal god. I'm still waiting for the day that Tyler Cameron ever is desperate enough to hit me up. <laughs> Would you hook oh, up with him? Same, Demi. Honestly, <laughs> yes. When I met Tyler Cameron, he went on a podcast after, and he was like, "Yeah, I met Demi today, and she was so beautiful." And blah blah. I have been holding on to that. I have been. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler Cameron said I was beautiful. I'm worth it. Put it on the resume. Demi, let us come on your podcast and we'll bring our listeners over to you. (laughs) So my podcast, I do love my podcast so much. My podcast is amazing. Um, I work really hard on it. We, I say exactly whatever I'm feeling, um, which isn't always the right way, but I'm willing to change my ways of thinking all the time too. So it's fun, creative conversations, also real juicy conversations i will find out whatever we need to find out you know um what is the name so we know how to find it um what what's the name of the podcast so they know how to find it oh my podcast is called demi goddess it's on um apple music spotify wherever you listen to your podcast also though on youtube we have a video and it's great quality it's really fun to watch the video and see everyone like playing with stem toys and um, it makes everyone look beautiful. It's like a glam cam. I swear. I love it. Ooh, cool. Nice. And we're going to be going on. So go yes. check it out. Mm-hmm. I'm in, oh, we're both in New York, New York. Yeah. Where yeah, you're we're, in LA, right? Well, we've been flirting with the idea. Well, we should do a podcast over zoom, but then we've yeah. been talking about like, we need to go to LA and like book a shit ton of podcasts to do in person there. So we can, can we hang out on in person. Yeah. Of course yeah. you guys can stay with me. Can we? <laughs> Yeah. Like, oh my god. Yeah, Dare I say Fots duh. Friend of the show, Demi. We yeah. have we we call our listeners Fots friends of the show. So you are a Fots. You are Fots duh. Friend of the show, Demi. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> it, it sounds so crazy. Yeah. Break this down for me again. F O T S Fots. Friend of Fots. the show. That's what we call anyone who's like a fan Got of it. our our show. A friend of the show. No, it's good. I like it. Yeah. So yeah. you're Fots duh. Because D at the end. Okay. Fox stuff. Friend Got of it. the show, Demi. Okay. Yeah. So we are going to plan a trip to LA. We're going to go stay at Demi's house. And we're going to continue this friendship because it's beautiful. And you guys can check her out on her podcast, Demi Goddess. You may yes. hear some familiar voices sometime in the future if she will allow us. And we will be fucking cheering for you because you're doing some great shit. And we're really proud yeah. of you and how far you've come with the whole franchise. Gosh. Thank you so much, that again is like you're validating me and making okay. me feel more too. Like that feels so good for me to hear. Will we see you on the beach before I let you no. go? No, <laughs> done. No, I won't be back on the beach. No, guys, that would be embarrassing. And also, I am way too uh, like mentally thinking differently okay. than you know going to Bachelor yeah, Paradise yeah. and dating on the beach. I'm trying to figure out like you know what happened in your childhood, right? Bigger yeah. fish to fry than giving out a rose on the that beach. That's not a good fish to fry either. It's just that I'm frying a different fish right now. Yeah. yeah salmon. That makes sense. Totally salmon. different. I'm, yeah. I'm on salmon right now. Okay. I love you. Right, I'll talk to you later. Bye. Love you. Bye. 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 
And that's our show. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you like what you hear, be sure to rate us five stars anywhere that you're listening to this, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. And then you can also throw us a nice review if you want to, because that would be pretty cool of you. Yes, we the reviews really help us so much. So please leave a good one if you like us and don't write anything if you don't like us. And subscribe so that you never <laughs> miss any future episodes. And join our Facebook group. We do like poll sharing of news in real time. Love talking to you guys. A bunch of people in the Facebook group are already trying to organize for FOTSFest 2022 to go together to come to Rhode Island to meet us. So we're so freaking excited and it's such a fun group of people. So definitely check it out. The link will be in the episode description. And be sure to give our sponsors some love. Go to betterhelp.com slash allbatch for 10% off your first month of therapy. You can go to armoire.style, that's A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style and get up to 50% off plus two bonus items if you use code SHE all batch and check out for the girls you can get it at your local walmart or target or you can go to amazon and use code batchgirls 15 for 15 percent off that's b-a-c-h-g-i-r-l-s 1515 for 15 percent off and i think that's pretty much it anything else oh and also i mean we already talked about it a little bit shameless plug fots fest 2022 see you there july 16th audrey's <laughs> coffee shop rhode <laughs> island be there or be fucking square and that's it Follow that's us. It. Follow Stephanie at She's All Batch. Follow me at Jackie Maroney underscore. Um, and that's actually it. Okay. Bye, bitches. Bye.